Hi guys, so I'm just gonna jump right into it because I don't know how to start these things. Um, but this week's episode is about changing your life and being happy and how the word happy has these weird connotations, etc. etc. So yeah, we'll just we'll just go straight into it. So I try and live by this philosophy that your life isn't your life if you care about what other people think about your life. Um, And I just said life a lot, but you know, whatever. So to me, that just basically means that you have to be authentic to yourself. You can't live your life in the expectations of other people and you can't live your life through their eyes because it's not what you know about yourself. They can't apply everything that you know about yourself to their expectation of you because they don't know you. Um, And along with that, you shouldn't compare yourself to this hypothetical being of who you could be or who you should be in the future and the what ifs that the future could bring because all we have is the present, okay? The future doesn't exist yet. Tomorrow hasn't arrived and the past has already happened so you cannot stress about it. That is so much easier said than done. I know that as someone who wakes up in a hot sweat in the middle of the night thinking about something they said five years ago. But it's a journey. We all have to practice it. But yeah, all you have is right now. And so if you think in this moment that you're doing something with your life that isn't bringing you joy, it's time to get rid of it. It's time to make a change. And yeah, sometimes that's super hard. And sometimes you don't know how to do it. And it will be a process of self-love and finding all these things out about yourself and it might happen in five years time but you made the decision today um but you have to do it you have to do it for yourself because you're living your life for you literally nobody else not your parents not your friends not your dog like you're living your life for you and that's the only person you have to hold accountable for anything and so it's human to make mistakes when you're on this journey of finding out who you are And accepting those mistakes and learning from them will contribute to who you're going to become. But changing your life plan is just as valid as sticking with what you've always known. And I don't mean staying with something that makes you unhappy, because I don't think you should do that. I just mean if you are one of the lucky ones who has always known what you wanted to do and you took the right paths that led you there, good for you that is great. You don't have to change anything you don't want to change. But that is also just as valid as someone who realised that they aren't doing what they want to do. And maybe they're 30 and they think it's too late. But that's not the case. And so to put it into context, um, I realised during the pandemic that I wasn't doing what I wanted to do with my life. I had told everybody that has ever come into contact with me since I was like five years old that I want to be a human rights barrister and I did everything it took to get me there. I went to law summer schools, I did human rights internships, I applied to the best law schools in the country, I took the LSATs, I don't know why I called it the LSATs, we don't call it the LSATs here, it's like the LNAT or something like that, yeah. But whatever, I did everything that would have put me on the right path and I got into law school and I did my law undergraduate and then we came into the pandemic and I didn't have anything else to do apart from sit with my own thoughts and one day I don't know I just asked myself am I happy and the answer was no 
And it wasn't that I hadn't experienced happiness. I have great people in my life and moments in my life that make me know that life is so worth living. But what I was doing wasn't fueling a fire in me. And I had so much time in the pandemic that I just started writing again. And so when I was a lot younger, I used to write like screenplays and books for nobody, just for myself and like personal essays and opinion articles and things like that. And I don't know, I've just always been a wordy person. I love to write. And when I started my degree in law, I didn't have the time to do that anymore in the same way I don't have the time to read, which also makes me really sad. Um, And so, yeah, I kind of got back into it and people were asking to hear from black voices a lot more. And that kind of opened up a few doors for me. And so I started writing for different companies and organizations and for myself. And I was like, this makes me happy. Writing makes me happy and I'm not doing that. And I grew up in like going to a school that kind of suppressed any creativity. Every time I would write, people would be like, well, you can't make a career out of it or you can't be a writer, blah, blah, blah. And so I just kind of accepted it. And I took all these subjects that were not creative at all. And um, yeah, then I ended up doing a law degree, which obviously at the time I thought was phenomenal. And I didn't think I needed to express my creative side at all, but I did and I do. And so I decided that that's what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to get into details because it's all like a work in progress right now. But yeah, I just decided that that wasn't making me happy. And so I wanted to pursue something that was making me happy. And if it fails, it fails. But I'm open to that now. And I wasn't open to taking that risk before. And so accepting where I am in life right now and knowing that the future me hasn't existed yet kind of put my mind at ease and made me feel a lot lighter Um, It makes you feel incredibly anxious whilst you're going through that change and having to tell like family members and friends that they've had all these expectations of you and you're just kind of dismantling them in front of their eyes. And that was the biggest thing for me. I was really scared to tell my parents and I got really lucky with my parents because they said, you know, you're at an age where we can't tell you what to do, but as long as you one, finish your degree, and two, are happy, then we, you know, we support you. And to anyone listening, if you want to change your life plan and you don't have supportive parents, I'm so sorry. Like, truly from the bottom of my heart, I am. But just know that you have to do it for you. And I know that I can't speak from experience. Like, I cannot even imagine how it must feel to have a parent say, no, you can't do this. But at the end of the day you won't be with them forever and you don't want to spend the years you have after you've left like your parents house or whatever doing something that doesn't bring you any joy um and so alongside the educational aspect of like am I happy I was also like I'm not happy in other areas of my life though and that is also in my control And so a big thing for me, which I do realise comes with an immense amount of like privilege, 
is that I can afford to work out every day and like take a workout class. And there were days pre-lockdown that I just wasn't doing that. And I would just feel crap. Like my brain would feel like crap. My body would feel sluggish. And in lockdown, it really made me appreciate the fact that I had those workout classes because when the world went into shutdown and nothing was open, I lost my mind. I was like, I don't know what to do. And so I said to myself, Mary, you do not feel good when you don't, you know, take a cell cycle class or go to Barry's or something. So why do you not do it? Like, why do you just wake up and say no? Because you aren't depriving anybody else of happiness. You're not depriving anybody else of feeling good. You're depriving yourself of feeling good. And that's not what you deserve, you know? You owe it to yourself to work out and then have a good day. And not even work out in a way of punishment because I do not encourage that at all. And I will make a podcast episode on that. But, like, working out for me especially going to soul cycle is like seeing a therapist like it completely changes my brain and my body and i just leave and i'm like bam i can take the day on and so why would i not do that you know why would i just sit in bed and be lazy when i could just walk on over to soul cycle and then have a great day you know and the exact same applies to yoga and meditation i know that when i do a yoga flow before bed i sleep really well i wake up in a better mood and there are still some days that i just don't do it And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense why I don't do it because I know the benefit, the benefits and the impacts of it are going to change me as a person, but I just don't. And it's really annoying. And so I've tried to promise myself to do those things because I know that they will change me as a person and I can become the best version of myself. And the whole idea behind that comes from... There's this quote, and I think everyone must have seen it by now, but I've lived by it for about three years now. And it's actually no longer than three years. But the quote is, visualize your highest self and then show up as her. And I don't know why I said three years, because I've lived by it since I was in secondary school. Because the first time I saw a quote like that, it wasn't the exact same quote, but a quote like that was when I was about 14. And I was like, my highest self doesn't eat meat. Like, it was just so weird. I was 14, you know, I wasn't the smartest kid. That's what I read from that quote. And so I went vegetarian for five years. And then I went vegan for two years. And I was like, okay, well, future me isn't going to eat meat. So I have to start now. I have to put these little practices into play. And then that's how my highest self will live. And I mean, now I eat meat. But... um, I don't eat dairy, I don't eat like anything else that's, you know, in those sort of diet things. But I think that way now about working out and reading and listening to podcasts and watching films, I know that the highest version of myself is writing about things that she absolutely loves. She works out every day to feel good about herself, not to punish her body. She does her yoga flow so she can get a better night's sleep. You know, I have to do the things that the highest version of myself would do. Otherwise, that version doesn't exist and never will exist. Um, And so, yeah, I kind of 
stop thinking, am I happy and how do I get to happiness? And switched it to, am I open to making these changes? And I say that because I think that happy comes with so many expectations. And I think a big expectation of being happy is that you can't be sad, which is so crazy because how would you even know what happiness feels like if you were never sad? But yeah, I mean, that might just be me. But I remember when I kind of started to feel a little happier with my life. Um, I had a day where, you know, sometimes you just have those days and I was super stressed out and I started crying and I was in public um, and I just didn't know how to feel. I was like, I don't want to cry. I don't want to be sad. Like, why am I not happy? Like, where's my serotonin? What's going on? And so I was just suppressing how I was feeling rather than coming to terms with the fact that I was just having a bad day. And that's perfectly fine. Everybody has bad days. But I was so involved, let's say, in being this happy person. And so many people had realized that I wasn't as sad as I used to be. And they had messaged me or like spoken to me and said, oh, it's so amazing that you're so happy now. And I was like, that's it. Like, I can't be sad anymore. And I said it in the last podcast, I cry all the time now. And I'm so emotional. And those are probably, in my opinion, my best qualities and attributes because they make me appreciate the small things a lot more. Um, And so, yeah, that was a bit of a long-winded explanation. But what I'm trying to say is that I started the quarantine by asking myself am I happy and now my question to myself is am I open and yes I'm open no I'm still not happy there are moments in my life that make me know that life is worth living and there are you know memories that make me happy and there are times I am happy but I think the question am I happy is so loaded and carries a lot of weight and I prefer the question am I open am I open to being happy am I open to being sad am I open to changing my life to be the best version of myself and the answer to those questions is yes I am open to those things um and I think that's when you start living your best life so yeah so (laughs) I basically realize that you know some people are more fortunate than others in this world and they haven't really ever had to worry about a career or you know finding a passion or whatever it may be because that's just not the life they've had to live which is cool you know good for you but there are also people who long to find passions and I think I'm one of those people and I would hope that a lot of the people I know are like that because I think that's a really beautiful way of living But also, it's very restrictive if you don't have the right people around you. And I think for a long time, I didn't have the right people around me. I didn't have the right people supporting what I was doing. And as I said previously, um, I wasn't supporting myself because I didn't see enough support around me. And I wish that back then I was just my biggest trooper. Like, I wish I went as hard for myself then as I do now because now if like 
if I want something, I'm going to go for it. It's just as simple as that. But back then I was like really shy and I didn't want to do that. And if no one supported me, then why would I waste my time? But like I said at the beginning of this podcast, you got to do it for you, okay? It's your life. But with that being said, it's also important to remember that if an opportunity doesn't exist, as if you can't see that in your life and it's not around you, you can always create it. You know, there are so many ideas in the world that people think are revolutionary and have changed people's ways of thinking and living that didn't exist before. One person had to come up with that in order for a change to come around. And you can be that change. And I think everyone's seen that quote where it's like, be the change that you wish to see in the world. Um, and that's so true because you are you and your thoughts are not the same as the next person's thoughts. And so why would you try to be like them, you know? And if that means that you go and do a degree that suppresses your creativity and then you randomly realise that that's not what you want to do... <clears throat> talking to myself here <laughs> but yeah you just have to have that wake-up call and you have to sit with yourself and think why are you doing this why are you subjecting yourself to this torture of not doing something that lights up your world because it's not like when you're a kid and you're in school and you take all these classes for GCSEs that you don't really care about just because you have to get somewhere because at that point in your life, you're just trying to get out, you know, you're just trying to get out of school into the real world. And I mean, I wish I was still in school because I don't know why I thought that the real world was fun. But, you know, you're just trying to get through and you have to do those 12 GCSEs or however many you take. And then you can do whatever you want. But then you get to do whatever you want and you still comply to these norms that people have set in place that creativity can't bring you an income or your passions can't bring you an income or they can't be a job and that's just not true I've seen so many of my friends in creative fields be underestimated every single time and completely just blown everybody away but on the flip side there is the possibility that nothing will come out of it or actually not that nothing will come out of it but like you won't get a job from it or you might have to do something that's slightly different to what you envisioned yourself doing. But that doesn't mean that what you've already done means nothing. It made you who you are. It created your personality in that present day. Like, I don't think that I'll pursue law as a career anymore. This is really weird admitting this to the world before I've like told half my friends. But yeah, I don't think I will. And it was my dream for nearly 17 years. But I don't think I will. And I don't think that anything I did to get me to my law degree was not worth it. I think it really made me who I am. And I definitely wouldn't have the views and opinions that I have on this world if I hadn't taken a law degree and if I hadn't done all my work experience in human rights law and, you know, reading all those books and staying up late and stuff like that. It made me who I am and it made me passionate to bring about a change it's just law wasn't the way that I think that I can bring around that change anymore and that's so fine and I don't think the conversation about changing your life is being had enough I there's this weird stigma that you know you can't you can't just start a new life in your mid-20s and 
your mid twenties are literally so young. Like, oh my god, people live to so long. Like twenty five is not too late, but everyone thinks you need to be graduated by twenty one and in your postgraduate career by twenty two, and that's just so unrealistic. I mean, it happens for some people, but. I think for the rest of us, we're just trying to figure this shit show out together. But it's just so crucial that you're aware that you can change. You don't have to be in a set path because that's what your life has led up to. And it's the same with your personality. You don't have to be who you were five years ago because that's who people know. If you want to completely change your personality and the way you look, I mean... I am one for changing hairstyles. I I went through a good, let's say, six years of having a different hair colour every five months. My hair was purple. I was blonde at one point. I had ginger hair. Now I just settle with black. But before, I used to change my hair all the time and, like, try different makeup looks. And I have 19 piercings. And, you know, I love changing the way I look. I hate looking the same for long periods of time. <laughs> Because it's just like it's another way of expression in the same way that a career path is another way of expression. And changing your career path doesn't just have to be from a like medical field or a law field or whatever to a creative field. It can also be from a creative field to like biology. I don't know. You find your calling at different points in life and you don't have to just stick with what you're doing because you have to see it through. And there's this, like, this really does control my life. I hate doing things that I'm passionate about if I cannot perfect them. And I think for me, that's a big thing that held me back from pursuing writing and journalism because I never, ever, ever want to give the world a piece of my writing that in my eyes isn't perfect. And more often than not, it's never perfect. And I think that's what makes writing so beautiful. At least, like, when I read other people's writing and you can see their flaws and their failures and the things that have made them the writer that they are, you understand the piece a lot more. No one wants to read a perfect poem. No one wants to read a a piece of writing with no heartbreak and no suffering, you know, if it doesn't relate to people, then what's the point? At least that's how I see writing. And like, that's why whenever I write anything, I become completely vulnerable and expose myself because I know that there's someone else out there who has felt the exact same way. Um, And when you put so much pressure on yourself to produce perfection I think you dim your light because your flaws are probably the best thing about you even if you can't see it those are the things that everyone else loves and flaws is just the term society's given them the dictionary definition of flaws is not what your flaws actually are you know does that make sense I hope that makes sense but I mean like you know, some people will be like, oh, the fact that you cry a lot is a flaw. But for me, that's a strength. So the idea that flaw is a bad thing doesn't hold up. And so you're going to fail. 
you know, that's what life does. You're going to fail. You're going to produce work that isn't to the standard that you expected it to be. And you're going to disappoint people along the way. But it's going to make you who you are. It's going to make you the version of yourself that you're going to be proudest of. Even if you can't see it right now, you have to be open to the fact that you can be proud of yourself. And it doesn't have to be a future version of you that you're proud of. You can be proud of yourself now, but not understand why. And I know that's quite a complex thing. Maybe not complex, but like a weird thing to say. But what I mean by that is like... For example, I woke up this morning and I was just having a bad day. I just didn't want to do anything. I like had to do my student finance and like post something and I just didn't want to. And so I wrote a to-do list and I was like, okay, first and foremost, I have to record this podcast episode because it has to go up tomorrow and I normally record it on a Tuesday, but I had a really busy week. So I have to do that. And everything else doesn't need to be done immediately but this podcast does and then I said to myself okay I'm proud of you for acknowledging that that's what you need to do whether or not I've done it or I was going to do it is besides the point in that current moment I had made a decision that this is how my day is going to go and having hope and aspirations for who you can be in something as small as someone filing their student finance, you know, it doesn't have to be big. You don't have to change the world to be proud of yourself. But just doing small things can make you proud of the person that you're becoming and the person that you are. So on that note, I just kind of want to end this by saying that don't forget how many times you have reinvented yourself, how many times you've picked yourself up off the floor how many times you've decided to leave a friendship, leave a relationship, whatever it may be. Every time you made a decision like that, you decided that you wanted better for yourself and that you wanted a different life. And those seem like small things, but they carry the exact same weight that changing your life career would be. You know, they all have a massive impact on who you are and who you become. And I think that idealization causes a lot more harm than what people think it does. You are just a person. You're just a human being. You don't have to be the perfect human or the smartest human. First and foremost, you're a human. And being human comes with failing and breaking the reputations and expectations that you didn't create and that you never had to live up to. And from breaking out of those restrictions you get to grow and from growing that means that you choose happiness over those expectations you won't be able to make every single person understand or validate or accept you but the good news is here that that doesn't matter the only thing that matters is that you validate yourself and you accept yourself and that's all literally that's all you do not need approval from your friends or from anybody you just need to be happy with where you are and if you're not then you do something about it but you don't need someone else to be disappointed in you for you to create change that sounds like they gotta do something else with their life and if they're your parents then I mean they're your parents but 
at the end of the day, they're not you, you're you, you know? And like, I'm not mad at myself for not realizing what I love a lot sooner in life. I'm grateful, if anything, that I had those years of uncertainty because it drove me to find what I'm so passionate about with like such a big fire inside of me that now I'm like, no, no one can get in my way. Like I'm not having it. And you have to be open to being the proudest person of yourself in a room. You can't expect other people to be proud of you more than you're proud of yourself. Sure, there will be circumstances in which you don't see the need to be proud of yourself. And everyone else might be like, I'm really proud of you for doing this, blah, blah, blah. But I'm talking about the specific moment that you decide to change your life. You have to be the proudest person of yourself. Does that make sense? Was that English? Mm, who knows? Um, but yeah, the process of like becoming open in life is a journey that goes on every single day. But you have to live in the moment. You can't wake up and long for tomorrow. You can't wake up and be like, oh, I'll change my life tomorrow or I'll do this thing tomorrow and keep putting it off. Because then you might be 50 and you'd be like, oh my God, when I was 19, I said that I was going to apply for that work experience and I just never did. You know? And you can change your life at 50. Cool. But you don't want to look back and think that you just wasted all those years knowing that you wanted to make a change, but you didn't do it because somebody else expected something different from you. You have to do everything for yourself, basically. And so to anyone who feels like they're just settling right now because making a life change is so scary, I completely understand that. But you were made for great things and the confusion of life is so crazy. But it will make sense whether it's tomorrow or next year. It will make you the person that you need to be for the situation that you want to be in. And you can never hide from the truest version of who you are and who you want to be. You can always start again and start over. Whether that's changing your taste in music or changing the people you hang out with or changing your degree or your career or your job. If you don't like the moment that you're in right now and you don't know what to do about it, you can just start over. And that could literally be on the tiniest thing. Like you could just decide, okay, great, I'm going to throw my wardrobe out. You know, it doesn't have to be this massive thing. A lot of media portrays change as this crazy thing and you just leave looking completely different and sounding different and just a completely different person. But you don't have to get rid of everything about yourself. You just have to know that what you're doing is for you. Like, that's the biggest part here. And you can reinvent yourself every single day if you want to. If you want to wake up and be a different person every day, you do the damn thing. Nobody is allowed to have an opinion on it apart from you. Because it's your life. And you own it. This is your show. You are the main character, okay? Okay.